0: One thing that I'm reminding people is as a designer or a home stager, treat yourself as a business. You need to act like a business. So making sure that you have a professional presence online, you have a presence online to begin with. Some you know, may not even have that much. And you know, the new thing right now with social media is video. So there's always going to be trends that come along. And if you don't follow them, then you're going to be left behind.
1: Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your business? Then welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast, helping home professionals and luxury brands accelerate their success with proven marketing strategies and expert industry practices. Now, here's your host, Darla Powell. Build Lane is a platform that makes it super easy for designers to specify custom furniture. They are changing the game. The end result is an unleashing of your creativity. Whatever you can imagine can be built. And whether or not you're a novice at custom furniture design or an expert, Build Lane's team can make the process super easy. Head on over to buildlane.com. That's buildlane.com. Use code WINGNUT250 to get a $250 discount just for you. Buildlane.com. Interior design life and business coach Desi Cresswell is no stranger to running a successful interior design firm. A former designer herself, Desi has learned everything that you need to know to bring in the Benjamins for your design business. To find out more, head on over to desicresswell.com. That's D-E-S-I-C-R-E-S-W-E-L-L.com. Hey there, and welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. I'm your host, the Grand High Poobah of all things Wingnut, Darla Jethro Powell. Welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. If this is your first time, this is a marketing and business practices podcast targeted to the interior designers in the adjacent verticals, the home pros, and such. But if you're not even in those industries, the tips, the business tips, and the marketing tips that you're going to find here are going to help you out a ton. So thank you for joining us. We really appreciate that. And thank you to our sponsors, Desi Cresswell and Build Lane. Guys, today we're talking to Eric Reeves all about uh, coordinating and working with realtors for your interior design business. One of the best relationships that you can have for your interior design firm, because who else is going to, who is, who's better to get you new home owners, new buyers, people in big money houses. I mean, they're hiring realtors, right? to hire somebody to design their spaces. That's super, a super great networking possibility. So we're going to talk to him. Not only does he have a uh, decorating firm, I think we'll we'll dig in a little bit more to his business, but he's a, a licensed realtor. So we'll talk to him. And also, I loved his intake. For every guest on the podcast, I have intake questions. I'm like, how do you pronounce your name? Is there a special pronunciation? Because, you know, sometimes, I don't know if you've met me, I'm, I mess it up. And he says, oh, no, just don't use jackass. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm really, really super tempted to use jack, but um, we won't do that. But before we get in to my interview with Eric Reeves, y'all know what time it is. Time for mini news, mini news sesh. Yeah! yeah. yeah. Okay, so this is super top secret info, and it's not official. This is not official Facebook news. We at Wingnut follow certain accounts on Twitter, et al., I don't know how they get their information, but some insider news. So take this for what it's worth. But the rumor is, the word is, and I'm telling you, these sources that we follow always correct. They always come out to be true, are that uh, Facebook is working on a redesigned stories tray, very similar to what you'll see over on in Instagram. Shocking, I know, because Facebook owns Instagram, that are going to include two new tabs, Reels and Rooms. So you're going to be able to create reels over on Facebook as well. I don't know if it's going to be something where you can share your reels from Instagram to Facebook, how they do now with the stories or they do now with your your post, how you can copy over and, and share that. I'm guessing probably, but man, they're digging in, trying to stay relevant. So if you're an interior designer and Facebook is your main group for marketing, maybe your demographic is a little bit older or you're really pushing... The client-facing Facebook groups like we talked about last week with Rachel Gill. Something to think about to do Reels over there. Because I know, I don't know if it's going to be the same for Facebook, but uh, here's an aside for Reels. And if you're a long time listener or even a short-time listener, you've heard me mention this before, that doing Reels over on Instagram really will help you with your traction with your followers. It helps gain followers because they're pushing it. They're pushing it in the algorithm. They're putting them on the explore page if you're using the right hashtags and et cetera. So I don't know if that's going to be something that they're going to do on Facebook as well, because Facebook organic reach has been next to dead for businesses for freaking ever. And I know a lot of our clients are coming over and saying, forget Facebook. You know, I, I know I push things to Facebook, but I really want you guys to handle my Instagram. That's what we've been doing. So I'm I'm curious to see if that's going to make Facebook more relevant or help with their algorithm. So, I mean, the stories that I look at now on Facebook are the ones that are just copied over from Instagram anyway. (laughs) So I know, we'll see. So new redesigned stories, tray that includes reels and rooms. So I guess you can just start a room from the Facebook thing. I know that for our Wingnut Social Premium group, we hold our monthly mastermind groups in a room in our exclusive premium group. And by the way, if you're not a member of Wingnut Social Premium, run, don't walk, get yourself over there to wingnutpremium.com. We're having, as I'm recording this, we're holding our third uh, mastermind group tomorrow at 1 p.m. in the Wingnut Premium Facebook group. And you're not going to find that unless you're a member and you have to be invited to that. And basically, it's just me and my team getting in there, and it's a, it's a mastermind free-for-all. You bring whatever questions that you have related to marketing, related to running your interior design business, you want to pick someone's brain, even if you want to pick someone else's brain in the group, because we have some pretty established designers in there as well, come in, get your questions asked. Now, for the first two sessions, for some reason, <laughs> we haven't been able to record them we had some uh, technical difficulties with our loom recording, but my um, my digital manager Emily Lisi swears that she's she's worked that out. So we should have some recordings too. If you are a premium member, so if for some reason you can't make it, you're unable to make the mastermind, then we'll have that for you. Many new sesh, yeah. yeah. All right. That being said, let's get into my interview with Eric Reeves. Hey there, Eric Reeves. Welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. How the hell are you?
0: I'm doing great today, Um, even though it's a rainy, what is today, Tuesday, but we're making the best of it.
1: I see you have your hat for your, because you're having a bad hair day.
0: (laughs) I am. Because it's raining out, I had to put on a hat. But it's serving two purposes. It's promoting and it's covering.
1: I was just telling you in the green room, and I I totally forgot your bio and the intro for the guest. So before we dive into um, collaborating with realtors for stagers and interior designers, tell the uh, listeners a little bit about what makes you such an expert in this space, and we'll we'll dig in.
0: Sure. Well, Darla, since I am a nut in general, (laughs) I give you some um, grace there. not reading my bio, Um, but as you know, I just sent it over if you have any um, need to fall asleep. Tonight, you can read it then. it might put you right to sleep. But no, I, um, my name is Eric Reeves. I live in the mountains of North Carolina in a little resort town called Blowing Rock. And it is a seasonal town. We get a lot of people up from Florida, Texas, sometimes New York, but, um, and then the surrounding cities, Charlotte and Raleigh. But I've, Grown up here, I moved up and down the East Coast and Chicago, where I went to interior design school. After 9 11, I was a flight attendant for a major airline and decided this may not be the career path for me. So Mm -hmm. uh, I went back to school. Uh, I have a degree already from Appalachian State in advertising and uh, communications. So then after 9 11, I went to interior design school and moved back down to North Carolina and I got my real estate license in 2004. So I've been a licensed realtor since then, and I've been active for the past 13 years in the real estate industry. And then I also, as you know, started my interior consulting firm, and we are just celebrating our fifth year in business. So...
1: Yeah, congrats, we congrats on out. that. And yeah, that is that's r y s right r y s your space
0: it's refresher space so you yeah, it's refresh shortened your it refresher space mm-hmm. okay r y s interior consulting, consulting.
1: Mm-hmm. okay cool so okay so you're pretty much covering all the bases up for this podcast real estate marketing and interior design just out of curiosity what made you decide to go get your your real estate license having already had a degree in interior design
0: i grew up in real estate. My mom was a real estate salesperson in the seventies and went on to get her broker's license. So I used to go with her to help measure houses or if she had an appointment, I'd hang out in the car. And then I was always, I caught myself the office rack because I was always hanging out in the office. And when you're in there, you know, just kind of absorb all this information. And sure. so I used to help her organize her MLS books before we had the computers that they used to get these big, books monthly and that's how you found your homes and I would go through there and stare at the homes and read all the descriptions and so yeah I've just kind of grown up grown up in it so it felt like the natural force.
1: I love, you know, I thought about it as an interior decorator down here in Miami. I thought a lot of times before I moved up to Maryland about getting my real estate license and combining the two real estate with interior design and and purchasing homes with my real estate knowledge and, you know, decorating them or designing them and and flipping them. Is that something that you do?
0: I do not. I could. It's just, it's a lot of work. And with the two businesses, I am lucky enough to be busy. And so um, it may be something I, I go into if and when I start scaling up my business and hiring associate designers or mm-hmm. other positions, which I'm working on right now with getting an assistant, so that's going to help tremendously. But yeah, the so, two feed off of each other, so they're very symbiotic. Right,
1: so so let's dig into that. How does your being a realtor, since we're going to look at it from the interior design angle, help mm-hmm. your interior design business? How, how do they feed off each other?
0: Well, whenever, and I say it, that I can stage it, sell it, and remodel it. So, if wow. you um, purchase a home and when you're looking at homes, and I'm showing homes, I have the ability to have the vision to say, oh, well, we could do this, you could do that, and help them. And there's actually a Fortune 500 article that came out about how you should shop for houses with an interior designer. And it's that reason so that. Whenever you're looking at something, they may not see that, oh, well, if you switch this, you'd have what you're looking for because there is no such thing as the perfect home. If you ask anyone who's ever built a home, they'll always tell you, well, I wish we would have done this. So that helps. Right. And then also I'm thinking about resale value. So whenever they're talking about doing any kind of improvement and I want to make sure that they're staying within the budget of the neighborhood, they're not overdoing it.
1: Right. Right. I find this really fascinating. So you could really be, I'm trying to think of where, which angle is more important to be an interior designer with a real estate license or a realtor with their interior design degree.
0: That's, that's a guess, deep you, philosophy question. You'll
1: have it is, right? I, that's a, that's a, it's like that's, the
0: chicken or the egg, which came first.
1: It's Right. It's like, which business is it benefiting you more to make, you know, the gravy on you, mm-hmm. you're selling the house. So you're getting a commission there for sure. So there's, that's a whole business into it. Right. So getting an interior design client? How, how do you find the time to do all this?
0: I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to be quite honest, um, I work but a lot. Genius. You know, days off are a thing of the past. Mm-hmm. But You know, that saying, if you love what you do, it's not really work. That's sort of true. (laughs) It's still work, but I enjoy what I do. Yeah. I know the feeling.
1: I do that. That's how I am with Wingnut. But that is absolute genius. If you're a realtor with an interior design degree, to just go in in there and and do that side of the business, too. I mean, that's not what the show's about, but it could be what it's (laughs) about. That's fascinating. Well,
0: and it just makes sense. And whenever I started my business, I was really starting it for home staging because where I live, There wasn't any, we don't have any furniture rental companies. We don't have any home stagers. We have several interior Mm -hmm. designers, but none of them offer this service. So I found a niche or niche, however you want to say it, in the market that needed this service and being a realtor, going in the homes and seeing how they were being presented. That is the marketing angle. So yeah, they all kind of just, like I said, they all feed off each other
1: genius brilliant okay so let's talk about it's kind of obvious the need for stagers to network with realtors because that you know is an obvious relationship you have to stage the house to sell it we will get into some more detail in there why staging is necessary and how to sell those services to realtors but what is not as obvious is why should interior designers be networking and making connections with realtors how is it going to benefit them and their firm
0: well if you think about it your realtor is a resource. So whenever I sell a home, inevitably they, they need a plumber, they need an electrician, they need this, they need that, they need an interior designer. So that discussion always comes up. And most of the homes where I live are resale homes and not new construction homes. So as I said before, there's a you know remodeling considerations that will come into place. And for the interior designer or home stage rather one, um, most people who own a home are eventually going to sell a home and need to buy a home so once again they all fit into each other because it's so such a um, symbiotic relationship between this profession of design and staging and then the real mm-hmm. estate
1: let's go into the symbiosis a little bit so it's it's kind of clear it's kind of evident that the interior designer can make that relationship and with people wanting to buy homes that need to decorate and furnish and to be in contact with those homeowners and imagining with a certain amount of income too you can you can you know determine what what that's mm-hmm. going to be people are using a realtor to buy a home generally speaking they have more income i would think as I, correct me if i'm wrong
0: no it's um, just um you know because it's all price points so it really just depends okay. on
1: right so okay so the designer is getting the benefit from networking with the realtor what benefit is the realtor getting from networking with the designer
0: Well, once again, you want to, as a realtor, you want to be the resource for your clients. One, it keeps you in contact with them. It keeps you top of mind so that whenever they go to sell or maybe they want to buy an investment property or a second home, the two need each other because inevitably the homeowner is going to go, hey, do you know anybody that's got, you know, that does interior design? I want to remodel the bathroom or I want to, you know, the kitchen really is kind of outdated and needs some help there. And especially once again where I live, it's a large second home vacation home market. Mm -hmm. So a lot of these places are either uh, vacant, meaning completely empty, or they're being sold furnished with furniture that's pretty old. And once again, a lot of the houses were built uh, 50s, 60s with a big boom up here uh, for that kind of home. It was kind of a ranch kind of style, three three bedroom, two bath. Mm -hmm. So, once again there's remodeling that comes into play so i think that e one needs the other to be able to flourish
1: Right. Okay. So we've had guests on in the past and a couple of them uh, specific names aren't coming to mind at the moment, but they might, who have suggested for interior designers and even stagers to have kind of like a giveaway, like a free consultation for realtors in order to, to have that be a benefit for them as well. And then they take that free consultation and upgrade it, you know, mm-hmm. to a full service kind of thing. What, what do you think about that? Is that necessary or is that overkill?
0: I think it depends on your market and the individual. I don't do free consultations. I do have, you know, like welcome packets and packets that I can give to realtors that they can present when they're doing their listing presentation and say, yeah, I have this person I work with. Here's some of their work. Here's their website. And there's a lot of resources that I can pull together for them to be able to sell the service without me having to actually go do it for free. So that's just my personal business model. I don't think I should be necessarily working for free. I try to value Mm -hmm. my time. And especially with running two businesses, I just don't have a lot of extra time. So there's the rare occasion. I'm not saying a never, never, but for the most part.
1: Okay. You guys know Desi Creswell is a sponsor of the show and she's an amazing business coach, life coach for interior designers, of course, And she's also a prior, previous, former, how do you say that? I know in the military you have to say former, not ex, (laughs) former interior designer. So she absolutely 100% knows what needs to be done in business as an interior designer in order to be profitable, to make money, and to be happy, and not to be overwhelmed. So if you attended any of her focus fix that she had, the five-day focus fix on Instagram, she got tremendous reception on that that was five days, 15 minutes on just tips on how to get your head out of your butt and not to be overwhelmed and be more productive, but not just busy, be productive with meaning and to get your mindset in shape. And it was tremendously valuable. And then her out of overwhelm coaching that I'm sure many of you have signed up for is another fantastic program. But now I announce to you her Design to Thrive private coaching partnerships. There's only a few spots available for the rest of the year, and you know she's in high demand. So it is time to get on her calendar for these private coaching. It's a six-month fully customized coaching experience that includes live coaching sessions with Desi twice a month and unlimited, listen to this again, unlimited between-session support. So you always have support. when you. If you're anything like me, You will get your money's worth from that alone. (laughs) And Desi just doesn't jump in willy nilly. All of her coaching partnerships begin with a complimentary consultation, right? Where she discusses your current challenges and your goals and the steps to get you where you want to be. So if it's a good fit for you, if it's a good fit for Desi, then guess what? You guys can work together on her coaching and the next. That she has is designed to thrive the private coaching partnerships. For more information on this, you want to hop on over to desicresswell.com slash coaching. But if you just go to desicresswell.com, you're going to see all there is to know about her and all of her amazing coaching opportunities. But this is the next one. And like I said, there's limited spaces. So be sure to get over there on her calendar. If you need some more information, that five day focus fix on her Instagram is on her IGTV. She did record those, so you can go in, you can see how she is, how she works with designers. You're going to be incredibly impressed. Again, that's desicresswell.com, D-E-S-I-C-R-E-S-W-E-L-L.com. Run, don't walk. Hi, I'd like to take this minute to welcome Build Lane as a new sponsor to our show. I tell you, when Build Lane came to me to inquire about becoming a sponsor, I was like, well, let me see what they're all about. And I have to tell you, I would have given my left leg (laughs) to have known about Build Lane when I was doing interior design in Miami because they would have made it so much simpler. So let me tell you a little bit about what they do. They are a platform that makes it easy for designers to build custom furniture for our clients. For example, like in Miami, if I had to build a custom dining table for someone, I would go for one vendor. If I had to do upholstery, I would go to another vendor. If I had to build a chase, a different vendor. And it's so much systems and processes and logistics and putting everything together. Well, Build Lane does all that for you. All you do is send them your design. It can be anything from like a little coffee table sketch to an inspiration photo or, or fully specified CAD drawing. And they're going to match the needs of that piece with one of their highly, highly vetted factories that has the capabilities to make that piece and return the quote to you. Then all you do is approve the quote, you get a shop drawing, you approve that, the piece is fabricated, you get photos to show the build, how it's going with the fabric, other materials along the way. So you're fully informed, you can inform your client, you can save these images to show your client, put on social media, whatever, and Build Lane even handles the shipping. You get a dedicated account manager and they start the process with a demo to walk you through the site, which is super, super easy peasy. And we'll be there along the way to help you with any questions that you might have. So the end result is really just anything you can imagine, right? Any piece of furniture that you can design, even if you're not an experienced designer or you you don't have experience with CAD, but if you can kind of visualize it, attach some inspiration photos, send it their way, they're going to find you the vendor to make that happen. Very easy. You don't have to run around to different vendors. You don't have to, you know, chicken with a head cut off. I wish that I had known about them when I was doing this. It would have made my life so much easier. So to go check them out, head on over to buildlane.com. That's buildlane.com. Use code wingnut250 to get a $250 discount just for you. Buildlane.com. Yeah. So that's, and I appreciate that point of view. And I mean, it, it really boils down to what works best for you and your business model. So what are some of the things like the, well, you are your own realtor. So that kind of makes it, so let's, what would some of the things be that well, you would suggest for a, a designer to offer a realtor other than just being a resource for, Hey, here's a designer.
0: Well, and I was going to say, sorry to go there with, um, I'm my no. own realtor where because I am a realtor here in town and we are a small town. Everybody knows everybody in the real estate community, <laughs> you know, air quotes. Um, I am very careful to never cross that line of I'm working with you as your designer or stager versus I'm working with you as your, as your realtor. And most times I don't even offer my service when I'm shopping with the homeowner or if um, I am their realtor and we're looking or, you know, If I'm listing their home, I don't really offer that service to them because I don't want to muddy the waters of being both. Obviously, if I'm listing their home, I'm going to go through with them and we're going to do a checklist and point out things and you need to do this. this. So that would be my free consultation, you know, um, if I'm listing the home because, you know, it's going to pay off in the end. And I know that I'm going to get paid, which is what we're on business for.
1: Is it a conflict of interest for you to say to be a realtor and be their designer again?
0: No, that's why I'm very careful not to cross that line. So, most of my home staging business comes from realtors. And because I've built a reputation in town of not crossing that line, people trust me. And so, you know, people are going to buy from people they know, like, and trust. So, building your reputation in town or in your market is going to make this easy for you or it's going to make it really hard for you. So that's why it's important to keep a good reputation.
1: Okay. So let me just make sure that I understand 100%. So you're a realtor and an interior designer, but you can't go and show the home as a realtor and say, oh, and by the way, after I sell you this house, you can also hire me to design it. That's that's against professional practice.
0: No, if I'm working with them as their realtor, then of course I'm going to be saying things. As we're looking at homes, offering my you know suggestions and whatnot, and okay. they do know that I am an interior designer. So, mm. but I'm not trying to sell both services at the same time. I know it's very okay. confusing, it, but it's
1: it is a little. Yeah. It is it, it is that you something that you made a choice in yes. doing, or that's something that no. professionally you're you have to do?
0: No, I made that choice. Um, once, oh, okay, all right, okay, cool. Again, so yeah, my, I just want to make sure that I, <laughs> okay. I have a good reputation of not trying to steal people's clients because
1: that's not okay all right gotcha okay terrific okay good to know how do home stagers reach out what do you suggest for them to do to realtors in order to sell their value to you know to convey that hey you know realtor you're going to get more money for this house which ergo means more commission for you it's going to be on the market for less amount of time etc etc if you stage it well how does a home stager convince a realtor in that how do they start networking with realtors what's the first step
0: well first off you need to know your numbers so Having a good relationship with realtors just makes your job easier because you need to know the demographics of the area. You need to know how many months of inventory is on the market right now. What is the market like right now? Is it super hot? Is, you know, is it seller's market? Is it buyer's market? So having your numbers together as the home stager and being able to present them, just like you were saying, like if you stage your home before it goes on the market so that your first pictures are of a pretty nice stage home, it's all about perceived value. So somebody in 95% or more of people start their home search online now. So that's very important. So being able to communicate that to your client, which that might be the, the homeowner or it could be the realtor and then having a professional presence. So having a professional website, having a you know, good packet of information that you can provide that is not something that you just, you know, either pulled off the internet or you, you know, cheaply made copies of it at the Staples or whatever store, I don't know what they're called anymore. (laughs) Just having a professional presence and being able to uh, communicate what you just said about how, if it is done, if you do these steps, you're more likely to make more money which that's why we're all doing this. I want to make more money for the homeowner. Um, The homeowner wants to make more money and the realtor wants to make more money. So, you know, being able to communicate that and having your numbers, you know, it always comes down to numbers.
1: Okay, as long as we're talking about home staging, I have a question for you. I've noticed because I'm actually in the process of home buying. I'm looking I, I just moved from Miami to to Maryland, Southern Maryland. And Do you I've need noticed a realtor? that a <laughs> are you in Southern Maryland, no, maybe? No. Uh yeah. That could be. Um I've noticed I've noticed a lot of the homes are staged digitally, looking online. You can see it so mm-hmm. what how is that affecting the staging industry? And what are your thoughts on digital staging?
0: I think there's a place for both the realtor I referenced earlier that called me this morning, you know, he needed a quick turnaround. It wasn't, you know, the price point's not super high. So I thought I was going to be able to help him out. And it turns out I just decided, you know what, I didn't want to spread myself too thin. So I recommended that, you know, he do digital staging and, Mm -hmm. you know, they both have their place personally if I am showing homes and I've printed it up, their packet, this is what we're going to see today. And they've looked at the pictures online and they see this pretty house and we get there and it's empty. It's kind of a big letdown, you know, Yeah. because a lot of people don't have the vision to you know, have that in mind. And so to have the actual physical product in the home makes a huge difference. But like I said, there's a place for both.
1: Yeah. You know, that's what I was thinking too. I was looking at houses and they were done pretty well, but I could still tell, I mean, just from, you know, being in the industry, this is, this is a rendering. This is not, they've inserted this furnishings and, you know, although it was well done, I was wondering to myself, how disappointed are people going to be when they actually go, the realtor opens that door and it's it's crickets, it's echo. Exactly.
0: Exactly. (laughs) And like I said, (laughs) where I live, a lot of homes are sold um, furnished. So you Mm -hmm. can't really do that if you're trying to use digital staging to improve the look of the home. So it might have furniture in there and you do, they do some sort of renderings to make it all look better. Right. I mean, it's just a, it is, it's a disappointment.
1: Do you think that that is, even though, I mean, you and I both agree that having the physical furniture in the space is best, right? I, I just think it is. Mm-hmm. But do you think that digital staging is the way of the future? Would you recommend for traditional stagers now to, to dip their toe in it and at least have that in their, their arsenal
0: i'm always for ancillary income so if you can learn a new skill you're just one step ahead so like i said there's a place for both so it may be the case that you need you have a client that you need to do that for it could be that somebody from overseas has a house back here and they want to sell it and they you know so there's like i said there's a place for both and so i'm i would be for i personally am not going to do it because i have enough going on as it is. But for somebody (laughs) especially that's looking for more business, I definitely recommend, you know, learning that skill. It's not gonna hurt you. Um,
1: Yeah. and I think it's really important to stay on top of trends and what's coming up. And you don't want to be the blockbuster of the interior designer, right. the staging industry, right? You don't want to mm-hmm. be, you, you want to stay relevant. You want to make sure you don't fight against some of those inevitabilities and to, to stay on top of that with your education. And case in point is a lot of designers, a lot of old school designers that were um, just relying on referral income or referrals all the time are like you, they're, Against social media marketing or digital mm-hmm. marketing or having an online presence, are now playing catch up. Are yeah. now like, well, you know, this mm-hmm. is important. I need to get on there. I need to build my pipeline. I need to, to do that. And so they're they're behind the eight ball in catching up and building that brand awareness and that reach and the, you know everything that social media has to offer for interior designers. So I don't I don't think you want to be left out in the cold because now those designers, you know, that playing catch up are behind. Even some junior designers or designers just starting out who started out really strong in digital, so it's really important to keep your education up to date to know what's going on in the industry and to be open-minded about learning new things. And you know, uh, even if you're an old dog, learning new tricks.
0: Yeah, exactly,
1: <laughs> right for sure. Eric, is there anything that I have forgotten to ask you related to uh, the relationship of stagers and designers with realtors in the industry before I go into the what-up wingnut round?
0: One thing that I've been And I'm in several different like clubhouse and then Spotify has their new green room and several different real estate rooms. And the one thing that I'm reminding people is as a designer or home stager, treat yourself as a business. So, you know, if you just do it for fun, it's your hobby, if it's what pays your bills, then you need to act like a business. So making sure that, like I said earlier, you have a professional presence Online, you have a presence online to begin with. Some, you know, may not even have that much. And I know for many, it seems daunting. And you know, the new thing right now with social media is video. So yeah. a lot of us that know social media have to go over to video, and some may or may not be comfortable. I mean, I'm okay with it, but we can all use practice. So oh, yeah. you know, like you said earlier, there's always going to be trends that come along, and if you don't follow them then you're going to be left behind
1: yeah eric thank you so much now i have to ask you are you ready for the what up wing round
0: ah i've been so stressed about this <laughs>
1: <laughs> now it's time for what up wing night eric reeves what would the hashtag on your tombstone be
0: he lived life
1: Oh, I love it. You're stuck on a deserted island and can have only one of your favorite foods, like forever. What is it?
0: Well, since I'm stuck on this deserted island, I don't really care what I look like. So it would be pasta. I could eat pasta <laughs> every meal. You
1: probably need it. <laughs> yeah, on a deserted island, you need all the calories right, you can get. Exactly. You ever watch that show, Alone? It's no. a survival show. It's called no. Alone. Well, my girlfriend turned me on to that. And they're basically starving all the time and killing rabbits and porcupines. and eating. Is, it,
0: is it like a survivor type <laughs> anyway. thing?
1: Kind of. Yeah. 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 Kind of, like It's really good. though, Really good. Last but not least, please recommend a book that has had an impact on you either personally or professionally.
0: Well, I know this is a business podcast, but the book yep. I recommend is more of a personal book. And it is uh, Tuesdays with Maury, which is an older book. You know, it's been out for a long time. Yeah. But when I read it, it was I read it at the right time in my life that I needed to read it. It just reminded me once again to live life. So, Mitch album, um, was A-L-B-O-M, psych spells, last name. Um, mm-hmm. So, that so, is one that I, I really stuck with me.
1: That's one I haven't read yet. Is that the kind of book that's like Life is Too Short, Carpinium yes. kind of book? it's kind or? of Life Lessons. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Once again, mm-hmm. it depends on when you read it. So, for me, I read it at the right time to receive it and to, you know, really mm-hmm. understand it. So, so you, were, you were meant to read it. That was, that it was destined
1: yes <laughs> it, was, it was your
0: fate it was my fate
1: <laughs> eric thank you so much for joining us on the Wingnet social podcast please tell the listeners with and go to find out more about you and your one million businesses <laughs> exactly
0: well the best way to find me and on social media is to go to my website it's rys and that stands for refresh your space if you ever forget so it's rysinteriors.com And I have links to my social plus other information on there. So that's the best place to find me. I appreciate if you do.
1: Awesome. Terrific. Eric, thank you so much for joining us. You have an amazing week.
0: Thanks, Charlie. You too. All
1: right, guys. So if you're a stager or an interior designer, stager, of course, duh. You need to be networking with realtors because they are going to bring you clients that are new home buyers, first of all. This is a very important niche. And if you were listening to Rachel Gill's episode last week, uh, I think she was mostly on the premium episode saying this, that she even specifies to realtors in her group that she wants over a certain dollar amount for a house. You know, you can do that. There's there's no shame in that game. And I know that Eric said, you know, he doesn't work for free or, you know, he has his own skills he brings to the table or he offers when he networks with realtors. And he is a realtor, so that's a little bit of a different animal. But we've had guests on in the past that have been, you know, offer something of value to the realtor. Maybe you get a half an hour consulting for staging or you get a half an hour consulting for the design. You, You might have a home buyer that Can't see the potential in the house, and maybe that realtor doesn't have the eye either. So guess what, Um, Susan McNuggets Interior Design. You get you you buy this house, you get a free thirty minute consultation. You know, just in. Of course, you guys know that in thirty minutes you can't really do anything. So they're going to want to hire you for full service, or you can say if you're a stager or a designer, here's what could possibly be done with this house before you buy it. That's something I can offer you, Mister Realtor. Now get me those clients. Just something to think of outside the box. And I know there's a lot of controversy of working for free or giving free consultations. And it really, really, just like Eric said, it really just depends on your market and what works best for you and your business model. It really does boil down to that. I had a lot of success doing free consultations in Miami. You know, after doing the paid ones for quite a while, I got, for some reason, just more clients, more higher-end clients doing it that way after following Sandra Funk's advice. And you can listen to her episode on that. Her show uh, number will be in the show notes thanks to my fabulous editors at podcast fast track shameless plug and if you're not a member of wingnut premium go over to wingnutpremium.com i'm so excited to see my premium members tomorrow in our mastermind group bring all of your questions so myself and my team can be at the ready and help you out with your marketing for your interior design business and all that good stuff Thank you again for tuning into the podcast. Remember to get out there, get uncomfortable, and be great.
0: You've reached the end of this episode of Wingnut Social, but that's only the first step into accelerating your business the Wingnut way. Head on over to wingnutsocial.com to see how we can help you take your business from social mediocre to social media master.
1: get this without a pop filter. Hey, okay. Problem's solved. Problem is solved. Hey there. Welcome to the wingnut social podcast. I am your host, the grand high poobah of all things wingnut. I forgot to start recording here. Hold on one second. Good boy, mango.